Episode one, season four, preseason supers, pre-spectacular <laughs> of your favorite Browns-related podcast on a Water Bear-themed music site. Six Bs and a P here on AquaBearLegion.com. I'm your host, Brian Costco, joined by all of the buddies, the bevy of buddies of Bushel of Friends. Chris Poland. Hello. Brian Weeby. Six Bs and a P. That other guy. Aww. <laughs> All right. And so we're here to celebrate the beginning, the most hopeful part of every Brown season before any of it happens. Right? Yeah, pretty much. But he, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I don't, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it. All right. <laughs> right off the bat, you don't care. That's good. Glad to spend the next 50 minutes with that. And then weeks and weeks after that. Yeah, right, right. Ooh, great. So, anyway. Good intro, bro. Not bad, till Ian destroyed it with his negative vibes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I realized, you know, the preseason's almost over there. One more game. And I watched, I think, a half of, uh, well, I guess, you know, a quarter and a half of a game, but only because it was on at the bar I was at. It was an accident. I saw any Browns preseason football. Are you gonna, oh, I mean, I've barely seen any either. Tiny bit by accident. When's this one? What night is this one coming up? Ah, no, nice. Okay, it doesn't matter. So we're here to talk about, I guess, the little bit of preseason that we haven't seen, but we're going to make some stuff up because that's how much we care about all of you, our fans out there. I wanted to start with a, a tweet I thought would be actually a good way to kick things off, and I was looking for tweets of the week. Um, came across Peter King from Sports Illustrated had posted a series of tweets kind of related to something that I really hadn't thought about, and that was that first off, once Phil Taylor was released tonight, we literally have nothing remaining from the trade that the Browns got so many picks and assets for from Atlanta to get Julio Jones back in um, 2011, I believe. And it was a pretty interesting series of tweets from Peter King about this, and I thought it was really representative of the Cleveland Browns and just how ridiculous it all really is. And so for those that don't remember, back in the day, the Browns acquired five picks from Atlanta for Julio Jones, essentially, who's been awesome since then, right? Right. Those five people that they essentially got with those picks were Phil Taylor, who was cut today. We'll talk about that a little later. Brandon Baseball Whedon. Owen Marichek. Remember that guy? Nope. Exactly. Greg, I'm on the Bengals now, Little. All right. 
So those are four of the four of the players. The fifth one is actually an asterisk. Okay, it gets even better. The fifth one uh, was somehow used to move up a little bit to get Trent Richardson in 2012. Like they had an extra pick that they got. It was a fourth rounder, I think. Then, you know, the Colts traded. Browns traded the Colts a number one and 14 along with three of our own to move up a few spots in the first round to pick Johnny football. So technically that fifth pick sort of, you know, turned into like Trent Richardson and then sort of Johnny Manziel. The gift that keeps on giving it. And it's this chain reaction of like terribleness, right? Brandon Whedon, Johnny football. Just like the cycle. <laughs> Apparently, too, to get even better with it, just to get a little bit deeper, the Chiefs, the Browns had to trade up to get Phil Taylor, you know, a couple spots, and they traded with the Chiefs, traded them the pick that became Justin Houston, who's like their lights-out linebacker guy. Those are games of what if, and we decided not to play that last season, but the real facts there are that we suck at both trading and choosing players. Yeah, I mean, all of that is just, you know, symptomatic of the bigger problem, which is rounds of suck disease. Do we give you the nihilist hour on this show now? Because you're like... <laughs> Ian went goth in the offseason. I listened to a lot of Sisters of Mercy and now here we are. We were talking about home improvement the other night and I remembered that one of the kids on home improvement went goth. How long, was that a whole story arc or was that just a single No, I think like he... No, he was... It was for, for the rest, I think. It might have like dulled down a little bit, you know? Huh. I thought but, it was just... Seasons. Always good when you front load the episode with home improvement references. <laughs> so, I want to cover a few of the big topics with you guys going into this year, even though we haven't seen much of it. Brian, have you watched any preseason? Uh, just like some highlights. I haven't actually watched games. I mean, I just think the whole preseason thing in general seems kind of worthless and stupid. Man, you guys are being... <laughs> It wasn't I mean, even it hurts. They're playing pretend football, you know. Uh, I agree. But see, here's the thing: who? What? It was Ian's idea, I think, to have a preseason spectacular, and then you fucking <laughs> bombed us with your goth shit, dude. Well, I mean, I'm just being real. We have plenty to talk about. It'll still be. Yeah, we can have a good time talking about We're our rolling. sorrows. Our we haven't done this in a couple months. I know. It's, it's a. We'll, we'll get going. Don't worry. Okay. I'll be good time Ian the rest of the show, I promise. What I think good time Ian isn't allowed near elementary schools. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Go like halfway in between. No, too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> to bring my own depression of the off season into the show. Essentially I feel like the big topics with this team going into this year seem to be the same ones they always are. Quarterback. I mean, do we want to start there at all? Josh McCown? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we're going to talk about it repeatedly. Yeah. It's He's true. Not having a quarterback, I suppose. Right. I, uh, yeah. I mean, he did have, like, I, there was one year with the Bears where he was just red hot for a second, for a hot minute. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, he was also throwing and or handing off the ball to uh, Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, and Alshon Jeffrey, none of whom joined the Browns this offseason. We have a concussed oh. Duke Johnson. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't... I'm, that being said, I, I don't know. It seems like a Browns tradition to uh, hire somebody who was good for a little bit that one time. Right. We alternate between terrible rookie choices and then, like, the journeyman veteran who wasn't that great when in his prime. Like, Josh McCown is Jake DeLone, right? Or uh, who that? Jeff Garcia? Who else we have? Jason Campbell? <laughs> yeah, he is an, uh, an elite NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, jo- Johnny Football is toning it down and was trying to fly straight, but now his elbow's screwed up. And I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, that one game he he had showed some promise for the first time in a while. Uh huh. Hit some, made some throws on the run and things like that. Ian, what do you think about Johnny Football? Uh, he is an upstanding young man, and I hope that he has uh, mountains of success. Good time, Ian, creeping everybody out. <laughs> Got a mouth like a Muppet, too. Muppet mouth. Chris Poland. What? Quarterbacks, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we can... Uh, uh, what's the other? I'm sorry, go ahead, Weeby. Is RG3 on? Are we talking about that now, too? We got RG3 in the outline. But doesn't he suck? He does suck. He's terrible, too. Well, but he was once good, and I'd, I'd wager... <laughs> His once good was better than any other Browns quarterback's once good. Good point. A once good point from Brian Weeby. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same shit, right? This is a team that doesn't really have a quarterback. You wonder if the defense is good, but, like, how good are they? Can they carry the team enough? And normally that goes along with, like, a good rushing game since you don't have a good QB, but we don't really have that, do we? Uh, potentially. I mean, it was... When the offensive line was healthy last year, there was a run game. Are all those guys back? Yeah, but Terrence West is being a little bitch about something or the other. Duke Johnson keeps getting hurt. He does keep getting hurt. Isaiah Crowell, I mean, see what he can do. Then who you got? Sean Braun. What did you just say? Sean Braun, is that the other guy? Sean Braun? Braun Braun John. Jamin Braun. And then, of course, beyond that, it's just the coach and front office bullshit that happens every year, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, our, I keep forgetting that our GM is, like, suspended for a couple games because he was, like, texting people. <laughs> Fucking Ray Farmer. And then, yeah, ugh. new coordinators, yeah. right? Yep. I feel like that should be allowed, though. You know, like, what the fuck? He can't send a text message to his colleague on the day that the most important day they're doing their jobs? Yeah. Give me a fucking it'd break. Like, it'd be like if Peacock couldn't text me during the festival. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doesn't make any sense at all. It would make you happy, wouldn't it? I mean, it would definitely... I mean, you know. <laughs> I'd probably be concerned. So, I mean, same bullshit, right? Every year it's the same thing. Like, uh, It really feels at this point like this. the franchise itself is just a, an empty vessel that is going to be <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that it does is just fuck everything up. <laughs> Six B's and a B. <laughs> Empty vessel of life. I mean, it's just it, it's astonishing how it is really the same thing every year, regardless of who the actual people are. So, is the ultimate question is what are we doing? What are we doing here? I think the ultimate question is is the team literally cursed 
<laughs> and that's what I'm looking for, is how can we get through this with laughter? Or we need to figure out how to lift the curse. Was, uh, it's no laughing matter. No, it's no really laughing. Matter. No, this is in 6Bs and a P. Season 4 is taking a turn. It's like when they moved to Island and Lost, and there's all that time travel and shit. Yeah, totally. We're skipping. Okay. It just... yeah. We're Billy Pilgriming. <laughs> Maybe Ian we just some... need to uh, kill a witch. <laughs> Ian found some Dharma Initiative black beans. <laughs> so, Weeby, you brought this up, and this is the next thing on the outline, is, is you know, there's been... RG3, obviously, has had his issues in with the Redskins, both in him sucking for a couple years, getting hurt, and basically being, like, publicly bitched out by his coaches, like, over and over again, like, leaking information to the media themselves, right? And yeah. he's benched for the likes of, in a, in a rather, I would dare say, Brownsian move. For Kirk Cousins. For Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy. <laughs> Probably even, like, Rex Grossman at a point, too. Who are we kidding? Who played for the Browns? That's another shitty veteran we have. Remember that guy? Here we have him. It all blurs together. So, you know, RG3 basically had a concussion, got hurt a little bit. He's still crappy. And Gruden came out, the Redskins coach, and said that Kirk Cousins was the starter. Purely on his football name and alone. Uh, great I mean, name. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be any good. I think, you know... If Jay Gruden doesn't win this year, now with his you know personal choice installed, he's in trouble. Right, Weeby, didn't me and you go to the game where the Redskins Kirk Cousins beat the Browns? Yeah, and it was the like, and I remember our logic being like, well, even if the Browns lose, we'll get to see RG three be awesome. <laughs> and instead, like, we Cousins. saw. It was like. It was so sad, too, because it was all just, like, Kurt Cousins running bootlegs. <laughs> like he'd so just cool. fake a handoff to Alfred Morris, curl out to the right or left, hit an open receiver. He did that all day. And it worked. Yeah. Good God. So, basically, of and course... Then, then, we have, uh, I mean, how the uh, Redskins... Uh, we've been entwined with them because we had Shanahan, who was the successful offensive coordinator... Uh, with RG3 and Kirk Cousins that year, and then it all fell apart, and he got fired the following year. That's correct. And became a Brown. Man, it's a tangled web we've already woven here on Six B's and a P. Mmm, tangling it. Charlotte's <laughs> that shit. So, of course, RG3, you know, discussions of him possibly being released, them looking for trades, not really finding any trades... And just like everything else, the Browns are interested in a quarterback that was once good and is no longer. And, of course, sources saying the Browns and a few other teams would be interested in RG3 if he was released. Thoughts? I mean, I kind of I think RG3 could be good again. Um, I don't know that he's a good choice for the Browns, though, you know, because he's kind of... Uh, similar to Manziel in terms of, you know, like to run around a lot and what if we put him injuries. At the same time. Yeah, that could work. Uh, have you guys seen the movie Unnecessary, or, sorry, Necessary Roughness? <laughs> sorry. 
bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah, bits and pieces. It's on Netflix. I rewatched that. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> and it seems like a scenario that might play out in a movie like that. Don't they have a foxy kicker? The foxy lady kicker? Foxy kicker? Yeah. Kathy uh, Ireland. Nice. What was that? That's my bad. Foxy kicker. So no thoughts on RG3. Weeby, you think it could work, but not with the Browns. I just think it, it, you know, I think we've, the Browns should stick to their plan for a change and just sink or swim with McCown for this year. Give Manziel, you know, some spot starts or whatever. Hopefully get him some more experience and keep his head right. And then just hand the reins off next season to him and see where it goes. Ian? Yeah, man. <laughs> Positive Ian agrees. Good yeah, time, Ian. RG3 is not good at football. The Browns are not good at football. It's a marriage made in heaven. It's a marriage made in heaven, but, I, you know, why? They're going to suck with or without RG3, so may as well save whatever it would cost to get them. And maybe something else will come out of that. Yeah, I don't know. They obviously are going to need another quarterback probably for a little bit if Manziel's hurt at all. Yeah, and Connor Shaw's out for the year too, though. Mm-hmm. Thad Lewis, though. Yeah. At least he wouldn't be another starting quarterback if he had to start against he already has. True. Mm. I mean, we've added McCown now, so that's another name on the list. And I think, I mean, do any of us think he'll be... Good. No. 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 I'd go even further. I don't think there's any way he probably even starts ten games this season. It just doesn't strike me as a run that can happen, right? Yeah. I have I mean I've heard that he and uh Travis Benjamin, old T Benji, have had uh, have a rapport. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, if nothing else, he's like a positive, uh, oh, you know, like, he's like a Scott Bakula type. Scott Bakula. <laughs> like an old <laughs> father figure. Uh, bland, not particularly talented. <laughs> yeah. He's like a father. He's a father that uh, many of those players maybe never had. Um, Scott Bakula? Yeah, he's no longer Ishmaeli Kishin's father. So... Other things I realized when thinking about the offseason and last year is did all of you guys realize that the Browns were 7-9 last year? No. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. I mean, I it? did. Yeah. I, I said that to somebody last night. I said it almost felt like a winning season. <laughs> <laughs> it was. But, I mean, the end was so bad. Yeah. Were they 6-3 at one point? Right? Yeah. I think they were 7-5 and five at a point. And, yeah, probably 6-3. Ugh. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, they were overachieving, I thought. They're, like, punching above their weight class, you know. Yeah. So Would you guys have preferred if they just kept, like, I think if they just had Hoyer play the entire season and never made the Manziel switch, they'd probably be 8-8. Eight and eight. It would have been ugly, but they probably would have been 8-8. Eight and eight. Would you have preferred that to, to what happened? Hoyer was also a bad call. He like really bad. Those games in the middle of the season when he eventually did get benched, he was just awful. Man, he won a court starting job again this year at another terrible team. Yeah, the Texans. 
They could be one of your new favorite teams. <laughs> and I think this is a perfect time to talk about, they call this a teaser in the biz. Later on this episode, all of the 6B1P hosts are going to find a new team, so maybe that'll excite Ian in a random uh, number choice. We don't know what team we're going to end up with, and we all have to root for that team in addition to the Browns. And you mentioned the teaser. I take it that you re-enrolled in your uh, hosting classes? Yeah, I have. I've been doing them online through the University of Phoenix. Paying off already. Yeah, yeah. have it. Awkward pauses. Well, I mean, some of that's on us. We're, look, we're not all taking these classes. Let's just be honest with the listeners. Hold on, hold on. We've got breaking news. Ian, cue up the music. Breaking news here in the 6B1P studio brought to you by Subway Fresh Take Fresh Line. <laughs> Luke Edwards has signed a three-episode contract with 6B1P. Luke Edwards. Now, that's the kind of free agent moves uh, we don't often see around here. True. We don't have any money. Yeah, he's not getting any, so... In fact, I think he's going to have to do stuff for us. What kind of stuff? Anything. (laughs) Anything? Anything. <laughs> you like, can tweet at us or send us emails if you want Luke to do stuff for you. <laughs> just as a hypothetical butt stuff? I think so, Luke. We'll wait for him to Well, I mean, yeah, we don't want to wait for him. We'll see if he says something back to that. Let's talk about the Browns roster. Right now, I believe it's at about 75 people. It needs to be... Of course, cut down a couple more times, I think, before the season. Where I'm, I can't remember stats. Do you know how many they have to get it down to? 53. All right, so a lot more dreams are going to be crushed. 22 of them, to be exact. Yeah, 22 dreams. I'm not sure who those will be. A few more today, including former first-round pick mentioned earlier, Phil Taylor. Uh, okay, apparently, I mean, he had been beat out for the starting job by Danny Shelton and asked to be released. There you go. And I used to follow him on Instagram, and he's kind of a moron. (laughs) Wow! We are ready to fucking jump on him. Love to have you on the show. Fuck off, Phil Taylor. (laughs) You ended up on your new favorite team, Brian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they might be signing his ass. Whoever that might be. Uh, Ishmaeli Kitchen also getting cut today. Yeah, but he was also... I mean, he's pretty Yeah, it was very good football. And we lost a good name. Great name. That's a Hall of Fame name. It is a Hall of Fame name. Maybe we should do the name Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone's gonna die in this season. Well, uh, um, that's news to me. Oh, it's in the outline. Um, who's gonna so, die? I don't know. It just is someone. We also have smell-o-vision. Yeah. Uh, you guys are ruining all of the secrets coming up for later. Okay, well, hold on. I'm looking at the <laughs> roster. What's your favorite name, Chris? Did you pick one? I did. Um, it's the most football name, and that is Tank Carter. Ooh, we do love Tank Carter. He's uh, shown up here before on favorite names. Well, he deserves to come back. Agreed. Ian Wolf, favorite name. Well, it's not even a great name. I just didn't realize that he was the grandson of the filmmaker John Hughes. John Hughes the <laughs> third. Brian, Brian, be favorite name. Uh, 
I mean, I think I'm going to go with the Hayes, Hayes Pollard the third. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Sounds like a cow, you know, like a, not a legitimate cowboy, not a Dallas cowboy. He sounds like a, one of the lesser known signers of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, exactly. Costco, who's yours? I am going to go with EJ Bibbs. <laughs> I just like that, man. That's Ooh. good. Stuff. I understand he's had a pretty good, uh, what you call it, training season, pre-camp. Tra- the old training season. That <laughs> <laughs> real solid pre-camp. Sean Drawn is pretty good, too. Sean Drawn. And Dwayne Bow, I mean, poetry. <laughs> Ryan Weeby, can you do that? Ife, didn't you speak some Tongan? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Is it Ifrig Amu Alalawu? I don't know. <laughs> Made that up. All right. Pretty good. We probably got that out. That's. How about Charlie Huglet? No, you're really, you're really close, Weeby. I believe it is pretty close. It's actually, I think we should keep it in. It's rather amazing. Um, yeah. Any other standouts here? Vincent Painter. Yeah, it's yeah. all that. Vincent. I mean, I think we hit on a lot of the great names. I think the rookies, the rookie name game is strong right. this year. Earl Ladson, and that's E R L E. Duke Johnson, and then Duke. there's uh, on the injured list, uh, Ifu Ikpre Alomu. Sounds kind of pig Latin-y. Oh, I thought that was... EJ Bibbs. Hey, you guys want an Ifu Ikpre Alomu? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, 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 like a line from Jabberwocky. <laughs> yeah. So any other thoughts going in preseason? Whatever. I mean, no. Is Terrell Pryor going to make the team? Who knows? Uh, I, I hope so. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> For a number of reasons. Richard Pryor or Terrell Pryor? Richard Pryor. Okay. Terrell Pryor has a much better chance than Richard Pryor. Weeby, you were saying? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I lost my train of thought. All right, Terrell Pryor, we'd love to have you on the show. Let's take a break real fast, and we'll come back. Or what are we going to here? Hot seats? Uh, Bandwagon? A clip of something. Yeah, a clip of something. Clip of something. Some sort of audio recording. Some improvement. (laughs) Some improvement, people. Some improvement. Like, (laughs) yeah. We should all do the. Art Modell says the vote on issue five on Tuesday will absolutely have no bearing on his decision to move the Browns. He says his plan is simply not enough. He says the team is suffering financial hardship. He adds the team is in no shape to sell right now, but moving it to Baltimore is a very real scenario. Yes, I've had conversations with Marilyn, yes. Things that have to be uh, brought, in, brought into focus and clarified, but uh, suffice to say that there's obviously a, a great interest in having us go down there. If you've called tomorrow's game at the stadium a battle between the Baltimore Browns and the Nashville Oilers, you wouldn't be far off. Of course, Houston moving to Nashville. 
something like that. The Baltimore Browns still have four regular season games at Cleveland Stadium. Most Clevelanders have lived and died with the Browns, and it will be very interesting to see the reaction. What, it will, what will it be at least Monday, I mean at 1 p.m. Sunday, when the Browns host the Houston Oilers? It, it would be good to have a, a, a packed stadium working to our advantage and to have, you know, a, a packed stadium and they all are cheering along right along with the Oilers, you I know mean, what this, I'm saying? It, it, it could happen like that. It could, if they really feel that we'll be, we're going to be moved, it could, it could really go that way. I haven't really been even keeping up with it, to be honest with you. I really haven't. Now, do you know there's a possibility that you could, A, not have too many fans show up for this Houston game, or B, the fans who do show up will be out there probably booing because they believe this team is going to Baltimore? Well, you know, the fans pay their money to do whatever they want to do, and, uh, you know, I can't, I don't have any control over the fans, but uh, whatever they do, that's their decision. I mean, uh, Art going to do what he has to do and do what's best for this football team, and if that takes moving, then he'll move it. If that takes staying here, he'll stay here. He's going to do what's best for this football team and this organization. So basically, Benny, Benny Thompson plays for the Browns, and wherever the Browns are, Benny Thompson will be. Definitely, I'll be right there. Now, Browns players may act like they have no clue as uh, what's going on with this moving business. But Matt Underwood tells us Joe Fan knows the Browns are probably going to Baltimore. It's not going to happen. The sports talkers at WKNR were busy today from dawn till dusk. We're talking about um, what may happen. We're talking about the fight that uh, Mayor Michael White is putting up. During their first seven hours on the air today, over 100 callers voiced opinions, including Art Modell, Mayor Michael White, and County Commissioner Mary Boyle. If Art Modell can't be convinced with a package on Wednesday, and if the NFL doesn't respond, as I think they will, then, then we go get our other team. KNR's Bill Needle was born in Cleveland and feels the despair of the fans. What do they talk about? The seven stages of acceptance, anger, resolution, acceptance, and finally death. Right now I'm in the anger part. Uh, I think that the Cleveland fans have done nothing to deserve this. Which brings us to tomorrow. Just what kind of a reaction can we expect from the fans at Sunday's Browns-Oilers game? Will it be 70,000 screaming fans voicing their disapproval? or 70,000 empty seats doing virtually the same thing. I'm going tomorrow and, and, and going to look at that as saying it could be one of the more interesting Sundays I've ever seen. I, I would hope that, that people um, control themselves and, and show that, hey, they're here to support their football team. And what was it that Art Modell had to say to Browns fans today? Is there a chance this, this city can keep this team? Cleveland. I don't know how. So much for Thanks for the Memories. In Cleveland, Matt Underwood, News Channel 5. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pie. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. We're back here on Six Peas in a Pie, AquabearLegion.com, your one source for force. Season preview, preseason, pre-spectacular here for season four of this little Browns podcast. I'm your host, Brian Costco, here with... Ian Wolf, Browns. Chris Poland. Also Browns. Brian Weeby. Browns. Inger Browns. Inger Browns. <laughs> um, and we're trying to kind of cover a little bit of the end of the offseason, a little bit of the preseason, and mostly just trying to find something funny to talk about in relation to the same thing that happens every year. 
So, second half of the episode. There you go. Is there any hope? Doesn't this all feel the same? It, it feels somehow worse. What'd you say? It said it feels somehow worse this year. I mean, what is there to be excited about? Fucking Josh McCallum? Yeah, it's not exciting. No. It's Manziel's the, not very exciting either. No, I mean, last year at least he was unknown, so there was that little bit of a what have you, and it just seemed to be more of a... Brian uh, Hartline? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne Bell, come on. Like maybe four years most, That's a good question, maybe, before we get into the whole thing. Who are you most excited to see as a new bronze player? Yeah. Probably Danny Shelton. Weeby? Who am I most excited to... Can you repeat the question? Like, as a new addition to the Browns, who are you most excited to see in a regular season game? Uh, sheesh. Um, well, I'm hoping uh, Dwayne Bow, I guess. Rainbow Dwayne Bow. Yeah. Or just, I, I, I think the wide receiver group has potential for somebody to kind of... I guess overall my hope on the season as I'm coming in with low expectations and hoping to be pleasantly surprised, uh, similar to my experience watching uh, Jurassic World this week. <laughs> I, you know, everybody told me it was terrible, not good, and then I went and saw it and was kind of like, well, this is very, very stupid, but I don't mind watching it. There you have it. I think that's a good way to look in at this season. Chris Poland, yeah. anybody you're excited to see? Not really. I guess I want to see what McCown can do. It's sort of the the wild card. It's like a wild card that you pretty much know the answer to. You yeah, but know. you never know. The Browns' first three games are against really bad teams. So we'll know pretty quick, I think. Start the season 0-3. Yeah, and then is that, like, utter despair? Oh, that no. What are we talking about in the podcast that they're going through? The Aqua Bear Comp? Probably. Yeah. Which did just come out. Well, favorite place. So, is there any way that you think, realistically, I like the idea of going in with low expectations and kind of treating it as such. Is there any way, like, what does progress look like? Is there a way for them to build on 7 and 9 and actually, like, make advancements? Oh, they could go 8 and 8. <laughs> 9 and 7? Like, what do those advancements look like, even if the record maybe doesn't show it? Well, I mean, I think it's, like, if the line can stay healthy, I think our defense seems stronger. I mean, that's what most of the... Uh draft and free agency kind of went towards is like the O-line and defense. Definitely. Um, free and the draft, too. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Monster. I just don't I th- know like, what's the identity that this team is going to be. Like, I don't know what this team is right now, I guess. That's kind of... They're the Browns. Cleveland Browns. Well, if there's any, uh, you know, from what I've read, it seems like the third preseason game is the one that uh, is the most telling, and I, we did kick the crap out of the Buccaneers at that one, so That's there's that. Take that. And I believe that was without any, like, 
No Manziel playing, and, you know, still a lot of people not playing. Like, that's why it's just it's hard to be excited for me personally right now because, like, I don't think the entire team has played a game together yet, you know? Yeah, it is tough to envision. I mean, I think it just kind of, you just got to see how the season starts off. It'll be interesting to see against three bad teams. It's kind of like your best chance to see if you can get anything going. So that's the other thing I want to talk about quick before we get into other stuff, and I promise I won't make Ian envision his dark future of the Browns any longer. What And this is kind of related to the last question, but I want to just get a little more specific if we can, maybe, is what do the Browns need to do to win? Like, realistically, like, you know, are they just relying on the defense and trying to do, like, quick short plays, just move the ball down the field, get a few touchdowns? There's no yeah. big play. I mean, I think they need to do what they did at the when we were working well last season, which was pounding the ball r- with the run game just repeatedly. Uh, have a game manager. Remember what we were saying that all the time? Uh, have somebody manage the game and not do dumb shit. Because that was one thing that when the, the first half of the season is, I think the Browns sort of kept dumb shit to a minimum for them, and uh, especially in the quarterback department. Like, Brian Hoyer, I think we're all in agreement, clearly not that great, but he didn't do a lot of really stupid things. Yeah, definitely way less than previous Browns quarterbacks. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think just uh, if the offense can, like, not make things horrifically worse, you know, (laughs) I think that's the best we have to hope for is, like, that the offense is competent, like, stays in a mediocre but mildly competent range, and then the defense takes uh, the crap out of people. Right. Which, I mean, is possible. The defense is pretty awesome. Seems that I gotta say, I mean, do you guys, like, read a lot of Browns articles? Because I feel like Justin Gilbert is somebody who just needs to get... They just need to give him a break, you know? Like, I don't understand that. I feel like the media that surrounds the Browns just brings a ton of fucking, like, bad juju to players who have, like, barely fucking played a game. Well, you say that, but remember, Jason Campbell, elite NFL quarterback, the, the Browns media is also more than happy to trump up a bunch of horse shit. But Gilbert, <laughs> he hasn't played a lot. I mean, he was hurt, you know, here and there. Didn't play too much, though, but, you know... Apparently something's going on where he doesn't impress somebody. Yeah. Fucking pick down the drain. Trent Richardson got cut by the Raiders the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see a little of him playing for the Raiders in a preseason game, and I was just like, his uh, his hairline's really bad. Ooh. <laughs> Don't- Double rough for Trent Richardson. You know, I actually, I I think I heard when they were talking about him getting cut that he had averaged like 2.7 yards a carry in preseason. Sounds yeah, good. against like third stringers. Yeah. He got cut before but they this, even preseason. I was going to ask this question earlier when we were on a similar subject about, I think it was specifically the, uh, the not picking... Julio Jones? Is it Julia or Julio? I never know. I like like Julio Jones. (laughs) I like Julio. Okay, well, good old Julio. Um, 
But I just kind of wonder, too, if, like, you know, I've posed this question before, is Phil Taylor on a different team a different Phil Taylor? <laughs> it is Julio Jones on the Browns a terrible wide receiver. You know, like, is it... Like, Julio Jones instantly turns into Greg Little on the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just, like, shakes Pat Shermer's hand and turns to dust. <laughs> curse, baby. I mean, so back to the curse. <laughs> Seriously. Here's a thought for a later episode. A little teaser here. How about we do, like, a seance at one of these things? Oh, <laughs> 61 PDAons. We should bring uh, out the Ouija board. Maybe kill somebody. Oh, <laughs> I did say kill a witch earlier, and nobody really seemed to notice. But uh, I mean, we don't really care. I think that's fine. Yeah. Who's the brown? Who's who would be the witch of the Browns? Well, we could dig up Art Modell and fucking kill him again. <laughs> it's Ozzy Newsome, man. Arnold, <laughs> motherfucker. There it is. That's what I like to see. <laughs> I still care, baby. Don't worry. All right. So, I mean, I think we are, we all agree that it's probably not going to be good what's going to happen in the coming few months. So I don't know. I'm hoping for, for pleasantly surprised. There you go. I think that's fair. I, I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. And, I mean, I think, you know, I think we're sort of protecting ourselves right now by being so disparaging. Right, because then the highs are that much higher, and the lows are just expected. If every game can be like that Ravens episode from Chicago. Yeah. Wasted <laughs> on victory. <laughs> so, just in case the Browns are really terrible, I wanted to give us something else to talk about. And I figured the mm -hmm. best way to do that was to give everyone a different team to root for in addition to the Browns, or in Ian's case, if you want to give up on the Browns, you can adopt this other team. I may. Okay. Either way. And throughout the season, we'll check in. Everybody will kind of give some updates on their team. At the end of the year, you know, whoever's team has the best record will figure out some sort of something. But you've, you've eliminated some teams from contention, right? That is correct. America should know that the AFC North has been taken out of this because I just don't feel like it's right for any of us to have to be forced to root for one of those teams. Can we? Is there any sort of lifeline redraws in case, like, you drafted, we end up drawing a team that's uh, led by a rapist or something? <laughs> Are there... <laughs> Like, which team? Oh, you know, I just, I feel like the the Buccaneers, man, even though Tampa Donnie made an appearance last year a couple of times. Uh, was he on a couple? He was on a couple times. Nemeth Winston. I just feel like there was some bad shit going on down there in Florida State. It, it would just be really difficult for me to root for that team. All right, we can we can do a redraw if you, if Brian Weeby gets the Buccaneers. <laughs> Everybody gets one team that they don't have to be, be. One redraw. Okay. Now I'm wondering if I should have made an impassioned case for some other team that I yeah. could <laughs> do. You, Ian, do you have your team you don't want to be? I, 
Yeah, but I don't want to say unless I get them. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I mean, Seattle, because I don't want to have to rethink my thoughts on 9 11. Okay. I don't know what any of that means, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> Good rating. Pete Carroll's a 9 11 truther. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Interesting. Change, man. Uh, 100% that is true. Chris Poland, do you have a team you don't want to be? Not really. Alright. I don't think I do either. I don't I don't want to root for the Patriots. I don't want to be them. Alright. So yeah, that'd the, be way a the way we're gonna do this is I'm gonna have each of you pick a number, including myself, between one and twenty-eight. This is a tested system by None other than the Honorable Sherry Oliver. Earlier in the day, I have no idea what teams randomly are associated with these numbers either. And I'm going to get a number from each of you. Put your name down, and then we'll go through and pick your team. Magic of radio. We're not even on the radio. This is just like an MP3 on the internet. I'm calling number two. All right. Weeby wants two. The deuce. The deuce. The <laughs> deuce. What do you want? One to twenty-eight. I'm gonna cheer for deuces the rest of the season. Ian. Uh, twelve. Ian Wolf going with number twelve. Chris Poland. Three. Chris Poland going. Mm-hmm. Three. It's a magic number. Sherry Oliver, do you want a team? Do you not remember the numbers? No, I, I know the numbers. Okay. I just want to make sure that um, we don't reveal any more teams if you have to do a redraft. Right. So, and I'm going to pick 27. All right. So we're going to... Is that the highest number? What was that, Weeby? Is that the highest number you can pick? No, 28 is the highest. Okay. All right. So, Weeby, we're going to start with you. You are now a fan of the Denver Broncos. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to use your redraw? You can. No, I mean, yeah. I think I already said my... That, oh, I mean, I feel like everyone can get yeah, more. Yeah. No, it's you fine. I'll, it could be worse. It could be worse. I know Adam Torres is a fan of the Broncos, so... It's true. Maybe I'll send him a text message every Sunday. Yeah, and maybe we can get him on the show even to talk about the Broncos. For sure. That would be great. Chris Poland, are you ready to find out your team? I'm ready, Brian. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Just in breaking news, the option if you want to trade with someone else within the four of us is available. Hmm. Okay. Chris Poland, your All team right. is actually one that I would have been pretty excited to get. The Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. I've got a buddy who's a Vikings fan. So this is working out yeah, really well. I can watch with him. There you go. And they're pretty excited. Teddy Bridgewater is another quarterback the Browns could have took instead of Johnny Manziel. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. We'll take your word on that. You may actually want to use your redraw. I'm not sure here. I think this is pretty funny. Ian Wolf, you are now a fan of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. let's go Titans. <laughs> All right, Mariota. Marcus, my boy. Are you good with that? 
Yeah, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be now a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if I want yeah. I might. Oh. Should I do a redraw? Are we going to have a redraw? You want the, the Titans? No. Actually, I kind of want to redraw. Than a redraw. Now I want to redraw. Can I redraw? I could definitely do worse. The Colts are a good team, but I just don't. There's nothing there. He's Andrew Luck. Hey, Andrew Luck. never liked Indiana. Indiana sucks. I'm redrawing. <laughs> I'm gonna... You should give. Everyone else, the option to redraw first, though. Does anybody else want to redraw before I do? I do. You do, Ian? Fuck a Titan. Okay. All right, so, Ian, pick a number between 1 and 28. Hopefully it's not one of the ones I already picked. Two. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, 19. 19 is going to be the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Oh, man, that's a shit show. I'll take that one. Yeah, all right. Ian gets the Eagles there, and I am going to redraw and select number 15. Oh, God! <laughs> 40 Niners. Yeah, all right. Brian, maybe are you going to stay with the Broncos? Yeah, I think so. I am glad to trade if anybody's in the trading. Mary, does Mary get a team? <laughs> no. Okay. But I, I know that I made the um, I made the like the numbers and the table and everything. I could just cheer for the Browns. They, I, I guess okay. I would cheer for the Giants. They're terrible, right? Yeah, like, they're not going to be good. That's not anything anyone wants. I've been listening to occasionally the worst morning show ever. Mike and Mike? No, worse than Mike. Worse than Mike and Mike. Worse, worse than if uh, both Mikes of Mike and Mike had to be subbed in for by clones of Colin Coward. Right, called Mike and Mike, Colin and Colin. Yeah. And each Colin had their own Mike and Mike. Yeah. And they told you, friends. Yes. And. It's called Tiki and Turney, and it's on CBS Sports Radio in the morning, and it can go fuck itself because I occasionally listen to it. And Tiki Barber and some, Tiki Barber? yeah, Tiki Barber yeah. and some jackass. It's the worst. Tiki, Tiki Barber and Turney. Tiki and Turney, I think. Tiki Barber, we'd love to have you on the show. It's time for the tweet of the week, Ian. It's the tweet of the week. And instead of just digging through everything, we just went all Bernie. Yay. So everybody loves that. We've got five tweets from Bernie. There's four of us, and Sherry's still in the room, so everyone's going to read one. I'm going to start with my favorite, Bernie Kosar, at, at Bernie Kosar QB from August 25th. It became comma the strong storm over the warm waters of golf, period. God, all caps, bless the people of New Orleans and the Category 5 monster that hit them. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that That's it's amazing. And you have to look at it visually again. It's like, it reminds me of like some E.E. coming shit or something. It's like totally like... Part of a poet. I want to do visual art with Bernie's poems. Maybe I'll do that in the winter, winter months. 
Gah. Yeah, I could see that as like an Ethelred Eldridge, like black and white. <laughs> right? Twirly. Brian, do you want to pick another one? You do the next Bernie tweet there. Uh, maybe I'll do the uh, the first one there. Sure. Um, and that last part is my commentary. Sure. This isn't a revolutionary slash new thought or tweet, but a fact. Joe Hayden is a great player and an even better person. And he spelled Hayden wrong. <laughs> he definitely did. He also capitalized even better person. A EBP. Yeah. Ian? Yes. You want to pick a Bernie tweet? Sure. Find one. I just heard that legendary coach, Joe Paterno of Penn State, or divided by Penn State, slash Penn State, has his own beer line out next week. Good luck and God, all caps, bless. So Bernie... Wishing good luck to dead. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Paterno, who definitely, you know, he's dead, right? That was he's, like, dead. he's dead and was sort of, you know, publicly shamed. Yeah, <laughs> all things live in God. Uh, Sherry Oliver, do you want to take one? <laughs> you could do uh, that one or this one down here with the photo, which you would have to describe. Um, interesting revelation by 39-year-old Peyton Manning and how he hasn't felt his fingertips in a couple years. Ooh. Go Broncos! He's fine right now. Yeah, he's 39. Go Broncos! I he was older than Yeah, he's 39 now. What do you think Bernie can't feel right now is the question. Anything. Chris Poland, you want to grab that last one? It's at the bottom. You're going to have to describe the photo attached. Sure. I, th I think the tweet describes the photo very accurately. <laughs> July 26. Trying to barbecue? Four question marks. Bernie's barbecue game looks weak. It looks oh, super yes. weak. There's like some shitty hot dogs and some like Heinz barbecue sauce. And it looks like two actual pieces of shit. <laughs> In the back it does. <laughs> Oops. Like I'm grilling Snickers bars, guys. Romeo Cornell's coming over. <laughs> you know, I think these are the same photos. He was like hanging out with Brian Sipe and like some old Browns offensive lineman by a pool. This is her shitty, depressing barbecue. Oh God. Bernie. <laughs> Nice grill is a gas grill. Yeah. So, apparently not a believer in charcoal. He's not a believer in, like... Seriously, that barbecue sauce looks terrible. What is that? <laughs> Got some Heinz 57. That's fucking weak, man. Hey, he's trying. <laughs> he is trying to barbecue! Four question marks! All right, um... Let's go around before we – one more preseason game coming up here this weekend. Browns kick off the season versus the Jets on, like, the 13th, I think, when we'll be back after that one. This person on the outline. Who? Oh, Vinny? <laughs> oh, <is that> Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Vinny just I, yeah, I had not seen him in a while. 
I brought up over the break that it looks like his hair <laughs> has hair growing from it. Yeah. Wow. Like little fuzzy mosses. <laughs> hair games week. <laughs> I'm glad Vinny Testaverde didn't show up and Bernie Kosar did back in the day. Way worse than Vinny. He's got to look like he had some dental work done in that photo. Yeah. I think. some pearly whites. Yeah, shit. Um, so coming up this season on Six Bs and a P, wonderful commentary from all of us folks. At some point, Brian Weeby might have a baby. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's happening. Yeah. Well, not Brian's not going to have it. <laughs> a woman. His wife. <laughs> Michelle will have the child. She's carrying It's been decided already that Michelle shall have the child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this... Uh, I hope uh, a certain Game of Thrones character doesn't have any devilish plans for my child. I have just the necklace. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Where did that, I feel Where like did the come from? that in. It weirded me out. Well, where did he go? I don't know, dude. I said, like, I felt like a breeze came in through the window. It, like, blew over some papers. <laughs> Maybe it's just, like, this strange narrator that uh, appears throughout the series. Well, either way, I hope Lord Peter Baelish doesn't take your baby. I yeah. hope no one takes your baby. Well, especially him. Well, I mean, somebody's going to. Eat, I think this is all leading up to the Ouija board seance Baelish. <laughs> right, that's coming up. <laughs> We're doing a seance for the curse, right? And we didn't hit on that too much in this episode. But I have a feeling we'll have lots of time to talk about it when the Browns are 1 and 11. <laughs> so we're going to try to break the curse, right? Yeah. I mean, fuck small talk. We're going to figure it out. We're going to seance it. But someone might, or nay, someone will die. Someone. <laughs> Smell-O-Vision. Yep, that's coming up. Season. And we mentioned earlier, breaking news in case you missed it. Ian, run that music one more time. It's like a terrible carousel. Luke Edwards signing a three-episode contract with this year for 6B and a P. Very excited to have him. I think he may have just had the titular line of this episode, too. What? A terrible carousel? A terrible (laughs) carousel. That'll be the title of this episode. Who else are we hoping to have on this season? Dave Obenauer, I'm sure. Dave Obenauer, for sure. Uh, Dan Majeski. I think he'll be back. Also talk to, um, who else did I, Maceo, I think, was going to be on. Longtime Browns fan. Anybody else? Maybe Randy. Always yeah. good when Randy makes an appearance. Uh, 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 oh, who else can we have? Could Van Dorn back on here to drop some knowledge? Rick? Yeah. That worked last Overseas time. Overseas correspondent. <laughs> Pretty good. Andrew, let's get Andrew Lampola on here. He's not going to do that. Probably not. You know, 
What about Gordo? Do you think Gordo can make an appearance? We talked about this last time I was hanging out with him, and, you know, he definitely, he was surprised that this was our fourth year, and then I think that made him feel a little guilty. <laughs> so I'm yeah, hoping to get him on. Being like, if you have Gordon anywhere in your name, you, you're automatically Gordo, right? I mean, right, you're not Ordo. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Or like Goron. Goron. Anybody else going to be on the season? Sherry, probably, of course. You're already on. Yeah, right there the whole time. Zach Long, maybe? Yeah. Michelle? And, uh, yeah, you'll just have to tune in and see. Go Browns. I'm hopeful that we'll come back here, you know, the week after the Jets game and have some good things to talk about. Yeah, they play first is the Jets. The Jets, and that's the thing. Geno Smith got his jaw broken, so now Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harvard graduate, is their quarterback. Action, get hit. Uh, where's the live by? We should make predictions. For the, all the games? Yeah, well, just, you know, record. record. Okay. Realistic predictions? Of course. That also sounds like the name of, like, a mascot project. <laughs> I like it. Booty Bible 2020. All right, so what's your prediction, Ian? Uh, Playoffs? You kidding me? 16 and 0, of course. 16 and 0, I like it. Chris Poland. Realistic prediction? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? 6 and 10. I think that's a little bit more realistic than Ian's 16 and 0. You'll see. In my opinion, that sucks. Wouldn't that be fucked up, though? <laughs> Brian Weeby? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, classic 8 and 8. A nice average season. Better than last year, right? Yeah. Hmm. I think the Browns... Oh, my heart says 10 and 6, but my brain says 7 and 9, so I'm going 9 and 7, because I don't want to pick the same one as Weeby. I'm going to change mine to probably, I'm going to say 5 and 11. <laughs> that's a big jump from 16 and 0. Yeah, I thought about it. You guys so I'm the only one that's picked a winning record for this team. Where's the eight and eight's a winning record for all purposes? It's not a losing record. It's not a winning record either. It's a record. It's a record, <laughs> of some kind. I want to look real fast before we sign off. I am really not confident that my nine wins. I'd like to see the teams really quick. This is, you know, official record. Uh, I've got the schedule open here. It's Jets. All right, let's go through them real fast. We'll sign off. No one listens this far anyway. It'll be fun to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got, Weeby? Titans, Raiders, which is like we, uh, you guys said were good bets earlier. So Jets, Titans, uh, and Raiders. Uh, Chargers, Ravens, Broncos. <clears throat> Rams, Cardinals, Bengals. Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, 49ers, Seahawks, Chiefs, Steelers. So that's pretty much maybe not the Rams. That's like every team. Not the Rams and not the 49ers, but every other team had a winning record last season. Ooh. Those the first three. Right. So we play, of our 16 games, 11, 11 of them, I believe, are against teams with winning records. Well, I mean... Okay, man, that's tough. Yeah, because I don't, I don't 
truly recall what the Rams and Seahawks, or Chiefs, I'm sorry, 49ers, the Rams and 49ers, but I think they both had losing seasons last year. Go Niners. Yeah. Niners. That's my team. Ashley Ante likes the Niners. We'd love to. I'd love to have her on the show. Actually, I'm gonna text her. She, I'm gonna text her about it right now. We're gonna see if we can get some breaking news before we leave. So, I mean, I think here's the thing: nine wins is a bit of a stretch. I think, as far as my guess, but I think in order to have any season where the Browns are good in any way, like whether they have the roster or not, we have to assume that at least one, if not two, of the other teams in the AFC North kind of tank it. Right. Yeah. I am trying to get some confirmation right now from Ashley Ante that she'll be on my 49ers minute or whatever the fuck it's called. Maybe we could have like uh, a weekly guest spot of our uh, our alternate teams we cheer for appearances of like people we know that like those teams. That'd be awesome. Haley's probably a Vikings fan, right? I don't think she cares about any of this. <laughs> Are you mean when you say this, do you just mean you? Yeah, well, yeah. of that I'm certain. But like this podcast, I'm pretty sure. She's been on it a few times. <laughs> yeah, Sherry's got cousins in Minnesota. I have family in Minnesota. Minnesota. I used to live in Minnesota. Brian living from Jaska for a little bit. Okay, let's just make it a Vikings podcast. Yep. Six P's and a B. Six P's and a V. We have breaking news. Ian, can you cue up the music? Sure. Okay. Ashley Ante of San Francisco, California, will be on our podcast as my special guest. 49ers Minute. It's a lot like of... a heavy metal break? <laughs> Cuddling with Colin. It just sounded like vaguely like metal music to me or something for a second there. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just having an auditory hallucination, but... Uh... There you go. That's a good name, too, for this episode. What is it, though? It's tra- the Terrible Carousel? Terrible Carousel. <laughs> something along those lines. Maybe we can combine the two. So... We'll be back here after the Jets. I mean, I think they can win that game. Who's going to be shooting the division this year? That's another question. It's not the Browns. Who's going to be what? Who's going to be shitty in our division? We need at least one team that we can win a couple games from. Uh, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is old and sucks, maybe. But man, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. That's yeah, true. Better than us. Yeah. Better than the Browns. Ashley Ante wavering a bit. Not sure what we mean with all this podcast talk. <laughs> I think we got her to agree, and I can explain it to her. Yeah. We have a quote from future guest Ashley Ante. Quote, I know Chris Poland is on it. That's all I know. Maybe Randy. And it's over with the sizzle. Now you got to give it a steak. Oh, she'll give us the sizzle and the steak, I believe, when she's on this. We just need to give her the forum. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back. Hopefully they can win that Jets game and, you know, who knows. You guys want to come watch it in my house? No. no. Whoever's listening. <laughs> Dave? 
Dave, you want to come watch? How's Luke? Luke, we'd love to have you on the show. We'll be back. I want to thank Chris, Ian, and Brian again for being with me. Kick off another season of Six Fees and a Beat. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry, thanks for your help with the randomness of the numbers for our terrible teams. It did work out. Me and Ian, shitty teams. Oh, boy. Exciting. Brian Weeby, 39-year-old quarterback with a robot spine. Yeah. Fingertips. Chris Poland has the guy that beat his kid up on it. Yay. We all lost. Adrian Peterson. Vikings, yeah. All right, thanks uh, to all of you out there. You can find us on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six, letter B, number one, letter P. Or on Facebook by searching 6Bs and a P. Thanks to AquabearLegion.com for hosting us. Go buy Aquabear Legion Volume 5, The Record. It's available on our website and at record stores all around Ohio. It's super good. Uh, we'll see you all after the Jets. Go Browns! Browns! Burn it, burn it. Burn it, burn it.